There is a ton of power and beauty that can be found in taking it slow. Yes, you can still get the results that you're looking for. But if you really want it to stick this time, it might just take a little more time than you originally thought. Welcome to So I've Heard, the space where I give my take on all things health and wellness. I'm your host, Austin Allen. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the So I've Heard podcast. This is a space where I take on the hottest topics, trends, and questions surrounding health and fitness. It's been a hot minute since I've recorded an episode for y'all, and it's really, really good to be back. This podcasting break was full of a lot of exciting things. My wife graduating from her master's, time with some new clients, a quick staycation in Boulder, but also it gave me some much needed time to take a step back, catch my breath, and move forward from there. And in fact, this much needed break correlates really well with what we're going to be talking about today. Because on today's episode, we are going to be talking about why quick results are a myth and the importance of taking it slow. Now, let's get real for a second. We live in a culture of go, go, go that honors the rise and grind mentality of fast results, fast success. And while that isn't necessarily always a bad thing all of the time, it can have some really detrimental effects on your own health and fitness, and that's why I wanted to spend some time talking about this today. Now, there's a few different angles that I want to approach today's podcast topic with, but I wanted to first start with further explaining why I believe that quick results are indeed a myth when it comes to your health and fitness in particular. Now, let's first start with the science. Regardless of how many health and fitness magazines try to tell you otherwise, the body isn't meant for quick changes. And the biggest reason for this is because our bodies are always trying to adapt and maintain something called homeostasis, which is a fancy way for saying the relaxed, natural pace of your body that you're most likely feeling right now as you listen to this. Now, this is a great thing from a physiological and survival perspective, but it might not be the best thing if your goals are weight loss, fat loss, etc. And the reason for this is because the more intense of a stimulus or change that we apply to our body, the more intense the body's response will be. What I mean by this is that if we go from eating 2,000 calories one day to 1,500 calories the next, yes, you will lose weight initially, but your metabolism will also take a drastic dip as well. Because when you make this big change in energy consumption overnight, the alarm systems go off in your body 
telling it that something is wrong. And when this happens, all of the systems slow down in your body to conserve energy and protect you. So, you might notice that when you start that new restrictive diet, yes, you do lose some weight initially. But then, your progress seems to stall or you continue to move backwards as you keep doing this. And this is true for your workouts as well. If you hit it really, really hard in those first couple of workouts, you might notice that your body is working really hard, you're sweating, and your heart is beating like crazy. But you will also notice that you're sore as hell for the next week and a half. And ironically, you end up moving overall less than before you started those intense workouts meaning that you're actually burning less energy overall than before you started. In fact, research shows that most individuals might start to notice some physical changes in the first four to eight weeks of a program, but won't really start to notice true, tangible physical results until weeks eight to 12 of their program, if it's structured appropriately. And that's not because a coach or a trainer wants to keep you from making the progress you want to make so that you have to stay with them for longer. It's because if we want to make long-lasting changes that our body can manage appropriately, we have to slow it down and make smaller changes over a longer period of time. Now, I realize that you might be hearing that and thinking, okay, wait a second, that is the total opposite of what I've heard in the past. What happened to no pain, no gain, and the only way to lose weight is to eat less than I'm eating now. Now, if you're thinking that, I first wanted to say that there's nothing wrong with you, and it's totally understandable for your mind to go there. Because if you just take a moment to zoom out and look at all of the messages that you are constantly bombarded with when it comes to popular health and fitness, you'll hear things like 30 pounds in 30 days. You see a new low-calorie diet with a quote-unquote hack for fat loss success. You see images of lean bodies breathing hard and covered in sweat And the list goes on and on and on. But I'm going to let you in on my hot take and hard truth with popular fitness messages really quickly. The loose promises of diet and fitness culture regarding quick results and instant success are meant to set you up for failure and keep you in a cycle of paying for program after program and diet after diet. Because they know if they actually delivered something to you that would give you sustainable and long-lasting results, you would no longer have to give them all of your money. Now, that might sound harsh, but it's unfortunately true. If we listen to what the science and research says, we find out 
that serious results take serious time. And what I mean by that is in order to make a lasting, sustainable change in our health and fitness, whether it be weight loss, building muscle, or whatever goals you might have, our body needs time to adapt slowly. Yes, that Whole30 program might give you temporary results, but what happens after? Is it sustainable? Are you truly practicing healthy behaviors? These are really important questions that I encourage you to ask yourself as you continue in your health and fitness moving forward. There is a ton of power and beauty that can be found in taking it slow. Yes, you can still get the results that you're looking for. But if you really want it to stick this time, it might just take a little more time than you originally thought. Our bodies are meant to be honored, not broken down. And I can promise you that the slow and steady route truly is the one that will lead to the greatest and healthiest results in the long run. Now, in addition to breaking down why I believe quick results are a myth, I also wanted to take some time in today's episode to talk a little bit more about slowness and why I believe in it so much. I've had an interesting journey with health and fitness over the years. Back when I was in high school, I was a small kid playing a sport that generally needed larger bodies. My football coaches at the time wanted me to put on weight so desperately that they asked me to eat a full peanut butter and jelly sandwich between every passing period of my day. That was at least four to five times a day. On top of all the food that I was already eating to put on weight and muscle as quick as possible. Well, spoiler alert, it didn't work. I didn't gain much muscle. I was uncomfortably full all of the time, and I left that experience with a body dysmorphic ideal that I wasn't quite enough. I wasn't big enough. I wasn't strong enough. I just wasn't enough. I was doing everything that they said I should do to get quick results, and yet nothing really seemed to stick. Now, flash forward to my early experiences as a trainer, I was thrust into a popular fitness culture of getting clients their results as fast as possible. It didn't necessarily matter if it was sustainable, I just needed to get them the results that they asked for or I wasn't doing my job correctly. But what I found as a result of this was a massive internal clash between what I believed in personally and what was being asked of me professionally. I started to notice that I was indirectly creating a sense of dependency with my clients. It was an unsustainable model of come for a training session, trainer knows best, and I will tell you what to do while you are here no matter what, and best of luck figuring it all out on your own, when I'm not 
around. You either find success with me as your trainer or you don't find success at all. And that was really hard for me to sit with. And it was in these challenging and uncomfortable initial experiences as a trainer that I started to form the groundwork for what is Lighthouse Fitness today. I don't believe that my goal as a trainer is to control or dictate what is right or wrong in your own walk with fitness. Yes, I have a great knowledge of proper exercises, program structure, and nutrition advice as well. But I want you to feel like you are always the one who is in control. I don't want you to feel dependent on me for your own success. I am always here to help you and guide you in whatever ways I can. But I believe in the power of educating my clients behind the what, why, and how of everything we do together. I truly believe that people should be able to practice fitness on their own terms and with their own definitions. And I'm not going to lie. This is something that often catches my clients off guard at the beginning. It's definitely different than something that they've tried before. Now, that is not to say that I just sit back and say, figure it out by any means. But I do ask that they be actively involved in the process. I will always act in their best interest. And I encourage them to soak in and learn new skills along the way. As we move throughout our time together, my goal for my clients is that they are not with me forever. Not because I don't cherish our relationships and the time that we get to spend together, but because I truly believe that if I'm doing my job correctly, I should be able to give you the tools you need to make it all stick down the line. But in order to do all of this, it takes time. You deserve to feel in charge of your own health and fitness journey. And embracing the power of slowness and finding someone who will support you and educate you along the way is one of the best ways to do this. So you might now be wondering, where do we go moving forward? How do I embrace slowness and find the results that I'm really looking for? Well, those are some great questions. I'm going to give you a little food for thought so that you can help to start to discover what this might look like for you. Let's start by asking you a few different questions. Do you ever view fitness as a punishment or something to compensate for a bad behavior? If your answer is yes, I first wanted to say that I hear you and nothing is wrong with you for thinking this way. Again, this is a message that's ingrained in us very early on in our lives. Think back to your early school experiences with PE, for example. Oftentimes, exercise wasn't something that was a choice. It was something that we're all forced to do, whether we liked it or not. And oftentimes, 
Exercise was used as a form of punishment if we weren't following the rules. The classic go-take-a-lap mentality. So, it makes total sense if exercise and movement is something that you might struggle to enjoy or remain consistent in. But I want to gently remind you that movement is meant to honor your body, not to punish it. And if you're struggling to find any way to make movement enjoyable, find a form of movement that feels good for you and possibly even joyful. Don't worry if it's quote-unquote right or wrong. Just start exploring ways to move your body in ways that feel good. Maybe it's lifting. Maybe it's hiking. Maybe it's dancing in your kitchen. The answer will be different for everyone. I encourage you all to start here and slowly work to expand that enjoyable movement list over time. And the other thing that I wanted to remind you of here is food isn't good or bad. There is a time and place for every food. And just like movement, food is something that is meant to be enjoyed, not restricted. Yes, there are better and worse foods depending on you, your goals, and the context of your life and your experiences. But giving yourself the freedom to understand that foods are not inherently good or bad can be really freeing and healing down the line. And the second question I wanted to ask you today was, is your fitness for you or someone else? Think particularly with your goals here for a moment. What is on the other side of your goals? Whether it's weight loss, building muscle, improving your balance, whatever it might be. Why is this goal good for you in the future? Is it a goal for you or for other people's perceptions of you? Now, I'm not saying that your goals are good or bad or even need to change, but I am inviting you to bring some critical thought and awareness towards the deeper why behind your health and fitness for you and you alone. And I'm going to be honest, I still struggle here a lot of the time. And if you are here too, it isn't your fault. Maybe it's time to think, what would my goals look and sound like if they were for me and no one else? What were the messages that were given to you about fitness at a young age? Do you still tell yourself these messages today? Again, I won't have the answers for you here, but maybe it gives you some good food for thought as you continue to move forward in your health and fitness. Now, the biggest takeaway I have for you today, especially when it comes to slowness in your fitness, is to stick to these three main principles. Simplicity, consistency, 
and most importantly, self-compassion. Throughout my personal experiences and experiences with my clients, I have found that the simpler things are, the greater success you will have in the long run. Because remember, life is messy. But keeping things simple will help you to stick with it no matter what might stand in your way. And when it comes to consistency, the best performers aren't consistently great, but they are great at being consistent. Do your best to let go of the perfectionist all or nothing 100% mentality. What can you do to find 1% success today and every day moving forward? Simple, small, and consistent actions are what will lead you down the path towards long-term success. And no matter what, if you could stick to any principle and remember anything that I told you today, embrace self-compassion. Fitness is hard. Life is hard. And no matter how disciplined or structured you are, you will face challenges and stumble along the way. You will have days where you miss workouts, get bad sleep, and have your stress running at an all-time high. But that doesn't mean that you're broken or incapable of finding the success you want. It just means that your brain and your body need some slowness and self-compassion before you can keep moving forward. Remember, you've got this. And don't ever be afraid to reach out if you'd like some extra support along the way. That is a wrap on another episode Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and I hope that information was meaningful and helpful for you. Well, for the first time in over a year, Lighthouse Fitness is now accepting more in-person studio clients. If you are an individual in the northern Colorado area who is interested in making the most of your fitness on your own terms, I encourage you to check out The Lighthouse the safe and inclusive gym space that takes in-person training to an entirely different level. In this fun and functional fitness space, you get to experience what personal training is all about. You get customized workouts built around your fitness goals and needs delivered through a truly unique and personalized exercise experience. You have the ability to control the music that accompanies your workouts and are part of a collaborative training style that helps you discover your own strength on your own terms. So again, if you are an individual in the northern Colorado area who is interested in learning more about in-person training here at Lighthouse Fitness, check us out at www.befitwithlighthouse.com or message me on Instagram at lighthouse underscore fitness for more details and we'll get you started from there. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would really appreciate it if you would take a moment to leave a rating and a review. And until next time, I'm your host, Austin Allen. (music) 